What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Full Metal RPG. This is episode 117. I am your host, Ashley Smith, and I'm here with some of my friends. Uh, first, I have Jess. Jess is one of my roommates. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in gaming. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I'm Jess. Um, I am relatively recently into the RPG world. Um, I started six or seven years ago. Um, my very first game was Shadowrun. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good, just throw you into nice. it. Yes. Just right mm-hmm. into it. Um, yeah. And uh, I was going through a kind of a, a really rough personal patch at the time. So new friends, uh, new hobby, new mm-hmm. everything. And I had no idea what I was doing. So um, I, I showed up at the table with with absolutely nothing going for me. Used one of the template characters and... Uh, the DM just said, okay, you don't have a backstory, so you just have amnesia, and we just kept going. Mm-hmm. And that game went for like a year and a half, almost two years, mm-hmm. um, and it's still one of the better gaming experiences I've ever had, and we did some really cool stuff. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. first character, her name was Ricochet, which mm-hmm. is how you can find me online uh, most mm-hmm. of the time, CN, codename Ricochet. And when I saw CN Ricochet, I'm like, so chaotic neutral? Like, I don't understand <laughs> that. But oh, Codename, yes, codename, because codename. I was her, her, her street name. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And yeah. Shadowrun's one I haven't played before. I've wanted to. I've never. <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's again, this is one of the ones that I moved into my house during <laughs> the pandemic because Hello. I wanted to play games and was lonely. So she's she's part of my commune. Um, yeah. So I've never played. I've never played that. But yeah, we should totally do that. That'd be fun. So thank you so much for being on the episode. I'm so excited. Uh, next, we have Daryl, a face you recognize. Hi, how are you doing? Daryl. Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I've got my tea in my mug. So, Yay. yes, good I to go. I didn't have time to grab coffee. Oh, no. I had coffee <laughs> this morning, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, as long as we're doing introductions, my name oh, yeah, is Daryl. Yeah. Um, Y'all have heard my stories before, I'm sure, but uh, my first experience with role-playing was at like six years old when my sister, my older sister, and her friends were forced to let me play with them, and I was murdered halfway through the session and gave up D&D for... Mm. 20 years uh, before my best friend Adam convinced me to give it another shot and I jumped back in and uh, GM'd some games at Comic-Con and became a con GM for a while Mm -hmm. and now I run my own Monster Mondays here at the house playing horror games that we're actually just getting back into so Mm -hmm. that's what I do lots of uh, World of Darkness and horror gaming yeah that's awesome it's also sad that I can't do that on Mondays I know because we have our Pathfinder campaign or else I'd be in it too Yeah. yeah Um, the world of darkness is kind of my first, first experience. I wasn't in it for very long, but, uh, that was my first character was a kind of super friends thing. Like it was vampire and where it was just white wolf. Everything was just that. So, uh, yeah. And my character had amnesia. That's cause I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, I like purple. Her name's Violet. <laughs> so <laughs> she was a kitsune. She's a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah. So I have very limited experience with world of darkness stuff, but I like it a lot. So. Thank you for being here. Uh, Cynthia is our last person. Cynthia is the reason I got into gaming, actually. Cynthia is the first person that brought me into it a bunch. So um, I have her to thank for 
being here. So introduce yourself. What's your experience with gaming? Yeah, so uh, my name is Cynthia, and my first uh, role-playing experience was about five or six years ago, uh, D&D 5th edition, um, with just some friends that we all met um, we, uh, at concert, basically, uh, way <laughs> longer than that. Um, and it wasn't until about five or six years ago that uh, RPGs kind of came up in conversation, and then we mm-hmm. set up a, a group like, hey, all right, let's just see how this works. Um, half of them live in the UK. A couple of us live in the States and we set it up on roll 20 and we're still um, playing that particular campaign. Um, obviously mm-hmm. it hasn't been, you know, a continuous five or six years, but right. um, that same group, we're also um, because of the scheduling conflicts so that we've actually started uh, blades in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is probably my current favorite um, RPG at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of what got me started into it. And I've since played several D and D um, one shots and campaigns. Um, we're in Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also run a few one shots with you and Jess yes. in the party as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's kind of, and then I'm still so curious to find out more about all the other, you know, RPGs that are out there. As yeah. Well. All the other systems. Cause there's so much, it's not just D and D and Pathfinder. Much. Like there's yeah. so much. Uh, Cynthia is a pun master. And so she will literally build an entire ass one shot for a pun. For one like pun- punchline. Yes. Not, it's not even like the whole, the rest of it yes. is not a pun until you get to the very end. You're just like, God damn it. Yes. Yeah. I it's it. fantastic. It's so fun. So we always, cause she does every once in a while, she'll give the GM for Pathfinder a break and do a one shot for us. And we always, the entire time going through, we're like, what is she up to? Like, what is this one going to be? <laughs> cause it's always something. It's never just a straight Straight up one shot. So I, I, I had such high hopes for that one. I was like, okay, this is normal. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> the last yeah. one was a share on a boat pun, something about turn back time. It was something. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, okay. Cool. I have a lot. I, I really set the bar high for myself with that last one. So, <laughs> yeah. You should just go out on that one or tire. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. We have a pretty fun episode, I think, um, that we're going to talk about. So I'm pretty excited to get into it. But before we do that, a couple housekeeping notes. Um, we are selling the original Season 1 t-shirt design for the last time. Um, only available till July 3rd. It's to celebrate celebrate Brendan's tenure. Don't want to say we're celebrating his leaving because we're very sad to see him go. But we're celebrating his tenure on the show. So if you go to fullmetalrpg.com, there's a link to our merch on TeePublic there. But the um, original shirt's pretty cool. So that's going to be on there. And it will be gone as of July 3rd. Won't be able to get it anymore. So uh, also speaking of Brendan, Brendan and Rob's show about Hot Toy Soldier on Toy Soldier Action. Toy Soldier on Toy Soldier Action. Um, It's called Realm of Fire. It now has its own RSS feed. So you can find it where wherever podcasts are delivered you can get that there so uh realm of fire if you're into like warhammer stuff like that that's a good show for you and that is uh where brendan's gonna be spending a lot of his time now uh also if you like our show please rate and review it that's the best way for other people to find the show so if you have an opportunity to do that we would super appreciate it and we want to thank all of our patrons so if you're a patreon supporter thank you so much um we wouldn't be here without what you 
provide for us. So like we have better equipment now, we're able to stream, we have some other stuff coming up for our patrons. So thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Uh, we have a survey coming up because we're preparing to launch season three. Um, as you know, there's going to be some changes. So we just want your feedback on what you'd like to see more of or less of going forward. So uh, that will be coming out soon. So keep an eye for that. And there is not going to be a Morkborg actual play this month. So that's one of the things we're going to be covering in the survey. So uh, keep an eye out for that. All right. So housekeeping's out of the way. And now we get to go into our black hole. So we talked a little bit about our background with gaming, but the uh, black hole is just the all-encompassing gaming hobby that just sucks all of your time. So uh, what I would like to know is, what are you guys playing right now? So Jess, Jess, (laughs) what are you playing right now? Um... Well, right now, uh, I've been DMing Strahd, Curse of Strahd 5e, mm, uh, mm-hmm. for over a year now. I want to I say, I think I started in April of last year, and we've been doing yeah. it all on Roll20. Um, actually, yeah, because we started it because of the pandemic, and everybody was jumping online anyway, so my friends up in Seattle said, hey, we want to play, um, and I ended up doing Strahd for them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a weekly game uh, for uh, over a year now, and that's... yeah. Have you gotten, that's a lot, I know. <laughs> Have you gotten lot. to look at um, Van Richten's guide and are you planning on incorporating any of that I into Strahd or anything? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten my hands on a copy yet, but I want it because there's yeah. so much stuff in there about building um, bu- the, the the planes, the the demi-planes and how mm-hmm. to build your own plane and, and all this, the stories about the different planes and the different monsters and, th- and cool things. So yes, mm-hmm. I really want to dig into that because there I have some unanswered questions about how Strahd's plane in particular <laughs> works yeah. and I'd like more inspiration about how to figure that out so yes i do want to get that mm-hmm. and incorporate that because it looks really really cool yeah it seems like uh strad's kind of everyone's all about it right now um it's been out for a little bit but for some reason yeah. uh there's a group in on facebook that i'm in that everyone is just like i want to dm for the first time i'm thinking strad and i'm always kind of like <laughs> don't do that <laughs> yeah i don't know why you do that to yourself but strad yeah. is my second time dming technically mm-hmm. because i, I did yeah. the, the the um the mini campaign that didn't quite kick off with you two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's its own beast uh, just because mm-hmm. it is so sandboxy. So you kind of have to know everything all the time. And there's so much mm-hmm. extra um, room for you to build the world and you kind of have to build the world around your characters. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, th- there's a lot that you have to bring to Strahd in order to make it good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. At the end, I'm going to put information out there about where you can find people. And so if you are looking to DM Strahd or you have questions on it or anything, Jess has been running it for over a year, has a lot of really good tools and tips because she's a, an organizer. So she has all of her stuff laid out. So if you have any questions about that or anything, Jess would be a really good person to talk to about Strahd. So I'll give you information on where to find her at the end there. Yeah. So, uh, so I've taken up a lot of time. So I will just real quickly say I'm also in mm-hmm. my the Pathfinder 1 campaign mm-hmm. with, uh, with a lot of people, and then Pathfinder 2. Those are both semi-weekly. Um, and I wanted to give a shout-out. I uh, My Kickstarter that I backed is coming in this week. I, I got the mm. notification that it's shipping for Amending. Um, mm. it's, it's that embroidery um, kind yes. of sol- solo RPG storytelling Ooh. thing that I'm really looking forward to digging yeah. into. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So it's it's RPG storytelling through embroidery. Yes. yes. Yeah. I love different stuff like that. I'm really excited to see that. So yeah. very cool. Awesome. 
All right, uh, we will jump down to Cynthia to throw up the order a little bit. But what's your, what are you into? What are you playing? Yeah, so right now, um, as Jess mentioned, um, the Pathfinder first edition. Um, so that's every Monday. And I am also in a uh, every other Tuesday um, Dragon Heist campaign mm-hmm. in, a, in another group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the gaming group that I mentioned before, um, granted, we haven't been able to get our schedule set, but we do technically still have, um, the Blades in the Dark mm-hmm. going on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the tabletop RPGs. I'm not sure if the, if we just want, if we're, that's just what we're talking about. Or... Uh, yeah, mainly tabletop, but okay. if you have anything okay. else that you want to throw in, you can. No, I just restarted, um, Dragon Age Origins, which is oh, an RPG, oh. but it's video <laughs> yes. game. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm not, yeah. That game. Like that game is where. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Good, good, good. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, so Pathfinder 1, Cynthia is in the Pathfinder 1 campaign that I play every Monday. So is Jess. Um, Cynthia is playing a new character now because her yeah. her fiance uh, was mm-hmm. killed. Was an NPC. In, it was in a game. very in game. Yes. Not her. <laughs> not Cynthia. Yeah. No, oh, wow. <laughs> Just By a certain someone. Is it this? I don't know if I'm getting it right on the camera. But... <laughs> yeah, 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 I did. I didn't. Calorette didn't do it. It wasn't me, I promise. Uh, but yeah. I did not mean to. Yeah, yeah so uh, <laughs> Cynthia decided to retire her character and bring a new one in, which is a new experience for me anyway. I've never had a character do that. So now we get to, I mean, we've been playing this campaign for a couple yeah. years now with this yeah, character. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really emotional, like with her leaving, and now we've got the new character in, and yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited. But uh, talk a little bit about Blades in the Dark because I've never played it, but I know that that's another one I've heard a lot about. Yeah. So um, I'm a player in it, so I'll try yeah. to give my perspective. But mm-hmm. this is, um, and we're playing it on roll twenty, so all of our roles are just a click. So I'm not really sure the mechanics of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially you session zero is you're building your crew. Uh-huh. Um, and so we spent our time with the GM asking us questions of who we are, you know, um, kind of what our story is. And then we also so we have the individual build and then we have our crew build, which is our like what our faction is, what our mm-hmm. where, where's our, our base, you know, and, and describe yeah. it. And so and it's all and the, the reason why the GM is. The way he described it to us, why he likes it so much, is that mm-hmm. the prep mm-hmm. is very minimal because it's literally we are telling the story and we're telling uh-huh. him what we're going to do. Yeah, and then he'll be, and then he'll say, "Okay, um, mm-hmm. you can," but and then we'll find out if it was a great success, success, that kind of thing. So yeah, um, and yeah, right. We're basically just playing a bunch of. It's a, I guess it's just like a, a rogue. Mm-hmm. um rpg right because okay. you're, you're, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a gang you can either be like a scoundrel or an assassin or um you know all these different sub genres of a, what you would mm-hmm. consider like yeah. your typical rogue um cool. that's my take on it i don't know yeah. if someone else knows more about it but that's kind of my perspective yeah. on it so okay so when you you're in like a pathfinder which is like uber crunch <laughs> and then yeah. you're in blades in the dark which is very narrative based so that's probably an interesting it's dynamic yeah exactly the and then the D in the middle is kind of like a yeah the balance of of the two which is interesting because I, yeah. I i enjoy um mm-hmm. and actually it's interesting like building the new character in pathfinder yeah i don't know if it was because i was leveling him up in game mm-hmm. or not in game but like to get him into the game but i yes, the, yeah. the crunch the crunchy numbers kind of made more sense to me it was oh, it was, hey, it was hey, it, like, it, yeah like, it clicked yeah. And i was like oh 
Yeah. I think I get it. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, awesome. um, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. So it sounds like you've got a good spread of different types of games going on. Yeah. I'm all about balance in most things in my life. So it yes. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Daryl, I know that you have your Monsters Monday coming back, but yeah. what else are you into? Well, uh, Monster Monday is what I'm prepping for right now. We're going to mm-hmm. get together hopefully tomorrow night and decide uh, which direction we're going to head and pick a game. Whether I think the ones that are still on our radar are Geist, Mummy, and Demon are the last three that we... Oh, and Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the ones that, that are still needing to be opened and played. Um mm-hmm. And then we've got to decide whether we want to create a new story or continue with our ever evolving Annika Bay slash Camp Shaz dog mm-hmm. um, story arc. But that'll be fun. Uh, beyond that, um, the only game that I played in recently was your game, mm-hmm. your lesbian game, which was so much fun. Good. I'm glad Power you liked it. The Apocalypse, uh, Social Combat. Oh, I loved everything about it. So. Nice segue. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, what have you been playing, Ashley? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I did I did run Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which I'm really excited to talk about. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But there's a few things I want to talk about before I get there. So thank you for that. Um, yes. Yeah, so... The first thing I want to talk about is uh, there's a store called Gamers Guild. They have no affiliation with the show whatsoever. But uh, Jeremy, our other roommate, he went there yesterday and can't stop talking about how amazing it was. So um, it's a new game store that opened. They're really all about inclusivity. And they have like their code of conduct on huge banners on the wall. And they're very serious about all of that. So uh, I know that right now everyone has their local game store that they want to support things are opening back up so definitely go back and support them because they were able to stay open during the pandemic but uh this is another one yes it's located in tempe yes (laughs) it's in tempe but i don't know where so yeah but there it's a, a new store that opened up that um we've got personal experience with it's fun um so i'm also playing in my pathfinder one campaign and the pathfinder two campaign still uh pathfinder two is the one well, my GM's been trying to kill me in both of them. Yes. Recently, for some reason. Yes. It's he not my rolling. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so last session of Pathfinder 2, before we took a couple month break, because one of the players is in a play, uh, he, he blinded me, the rogue. So I'm, I was permanently blinded as the rogue, which is going to be... I was really excited to figure out how I was going to play that, but uh, the druid healed me at the end of the session. So I only had to play one session blinded, but... Um, I had it was, so much fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. So that one was a lot of fun to figure out how we were going to do that. But since it's on hiatus, last night I ran Dungeon Doors, which is like a D&D card game, kind of, for Jess and Jeremy and Angel, one of our other friends that's in that. And uh, that one's really cool. There's there's combat, like you roll to hit, you roll damage, and it's basically you work your way through a dungeon and the each room is on a card. So that one's a lot of fun. Um, then also I have Yukon Dark going, which is the Tiny Cthulhu actual play that I do on Thursdays with, um, Gallant Night Games. And we are heading into the final third of the campaign because it's just 12 sessions. And Maddie Murdoch, the GM, uh, she made three sections basically to go through and we're heading into the third one and it's getting like her descriptions are intense. They're so good. Disgusting. They're absolutely disgusting. So yeah, they're it's fantastic. So it's all on the Gallant Night Games YouTube channel if you wanted to get caught up and you can catch the last part with uh with us as we do it live. But that's been a lot of fun. So um 
yeah. And then between all of that, I did run Thirsty Sword Lesbians for the group. So Thirsty Sword Lesbians is a PBTA game. And I actually have the book. Let me show you. Yes, the, like, the book's just so cool looking, too. I know that... Yeah. Is it backwards for you guys? Or just no, no, it's good. Okay, cool. Awesome. So it's it's colorful and pretty, and I love it. But um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's I am still pretty inexperienced with running games, so I was really excited to do a one shot with some of my favorite people that I trust. So um, yeah, it, it's it's really well laid out. It's everything is right there for you, and it's just a very narrative based game. So you guys just kind of were able to go wild with it. So uh, what did you guys think? Just a quick note. Um, yeah. I looked online. Gamers Guild is on 48th and Broadway. Oh, cool. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 48th Thank Street you. and Broadway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. It's great. Go, go Daryl. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I play a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse systems. Uh, mm-hmm. Dungeon World, Apocalypse World, Monster of the Week. I, I, it's, it's my jam because it's simple, easy rolls. It's simple, easy mechanics. There's not a lot to worry about. Um, the character creation was awesome because you get, with all the PBTA systems, you get playbooks, so you get to pick through different character archetypes. Mm-hmm. I was the uh, goth lesbian. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't remember my character name. I left the character sheet downstairs, but yeah, oh, no. I was the witchy yeah. lesbian with the... Uh, the spooky witch, yeah. Spooky witch, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun, uh, but you get to like choose different aspects of your character. It's all like pick and choose. Um, it was it was good fun, uh, and I feel like the the game provides enough silliness that it's amusing and fun to play. But mm-hmm. there was a couple of good emotional punches. I'm sure we'll get into as we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a game with heart. It it was really cool. What I really loved about it was the mechanical resolutions are not mm-hmm. hit point based. Yeah, you get negative modifiers to your stats if you take hits. That you have to take specific actions to undo those modifiers, and they're mm-hmm. not easy ones. Like uh, uh, to your strength, I want to say um, you have to break something that you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and then it it creates story. So it was yeah. it was a good game. And Ashley, you did a wonderful job running it. It was so much fun. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to run it too. You guys had fun with it, which was was great. Um, because it's like you said, there's there's enough silliness to kind of bring levity to it. So it's it's fun to explore within that little universe. It was really cool. So, uh, Cynthia, what was your what was your favorite part about it? Yeah. Um. And actually, I was going to say, you know, that was probably my first PBTA, but um, I yeah. also just looked up um, Blades in the Dark. Apparently, is also PBTA. Yes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That ex- like when Daryl was explaining, I was like, wait a second, no, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I to to kind of um follow what he's saying, you know, the the character creation is pro- was probably my favorite bit. Yeah. Because it's that's kind of where you get your. Um, like kind of the improv aspect, but just on building and your and and the um, I, I like the character connections. Mm-hmm. You know um, that that was kind of part of it. You know, it's like who do you would you say you trust the most out of this group, or how you know like what's your connection? Like who would know this secret about you? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, like um, the strings connecting yeah. the strings there. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Strings. And they were yeah. different for each playbook. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So mine, I played um, the infamous. Thirsty Sword Lesbian, and um, which is basically someone who had a dark past that she had broken away from. And so one of the choices was basically, um, you know, if you broke away from like basically a cult or something like that, um, 
And so I chose that I broke away from the gold star lesbian yes. thing or cult. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to atone for, for the, you know, mm-hmm. um, damage that I had done on that. So that mm-hmm. was really um, a, a fun kind of, you know, uh, that I hadn't even thought of. I, I thought about it at the table, you know, yeah. when, every, when everyone else was kind of going through their creation, it just kind of like created itself or manifested mm-hmm. itself, I guess. So, um, yeah, really big fan of the character creation. Um, the gameplay was was a lot of fun. Um, the mm-hmm. RP and it was really fun with everyone. Um, I can't hear, first of all, without laughing anymore. Because um, <laughs> one of that our other players. Our, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the other players, uh, Jeremy. Um, his sword was was named first of all. So yeah, every he was time like our paladin type. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right because we were all gal paladins. Yeah, the all. gal paladins was gal the paladins. Name of the, yeah, but yeah, ton, yeah. So much fun. I, and anytime if if you ever want to run it again, I'm definitely down. So yeah, I definitely want to for this group especially and kind of take our little group and go explore different things. So there's there's yeah. that's the other thing is they give ideas for one shots, but then they also give ideas where if you want to take it further, these are some other things that you can do. So like they have so many adventures laid out there for the GM. And on top of that, it's, you know, one shot or if you want to take it and make like a little mini campaign or just do several one shots about it. It's really well laid out for that. So that was it was really nice as the GM to have that book. It's really it's a really good one for that. A good book, yeah. 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 And I love character creation. Like PBTA is just so good for character creation anyway, but I just sent out the playbooks to the players and said, just kind of look over and figure out what you want. Um, Fortunately, there wasn't, you know, two people wanted to fight over the spooky witch or anything like that. So, I mean, Jess and Daryl almost really close to fighting over it. She got real close, but Jess had another, (laughs) Jess had another idea, man. So it was good, but um, I wanted an arm wrestling match. Didn't happen. um, Yeah, because I was, I was halfsies on both of them. So as soon as he wanted one, I was like, okay, I'll take the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's fine. I'll take that. I don't fight at the table, Ashley. Of course not. Unless it's, you know, against a monster or something. So unless it's with flirting. That's true. That was one of the. <laughs> that was the. Oh my god! That's right. <laughs> one of the mechanics is to oh. flirt. Like you can throw people off by flirting with them, or you can give them a boost by yeah. flirting with them. So, it's definitely one I would recommend playing, maybe with people you know, <laughs> because that's part of the game is to flirt with each other. So it's so much fun. Yeah. So and much it has fun. a blurb in the front about consent and everything too. So the book is yes. very upfront about make sure you're mm-hmm. doing these things ethically and uh, and and being kind to one another and. Yeah, yeah, definitely have an X card, talk about lands and veils, all yeah. of that up front. So, well, and yeah. I also I remember there was also a point in the very beginning, um, specifically with Jess, because we've known each other for years now, like all of everyone at the table. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I just met Daryl, but you've known it anyway. Yeah. Um, and there was a point in the beginning where Jess was like, okay, I'm going to be RPing it this way, but just know that's my character. Like, yeah, I- I'm not uncomfortable. My character yes. is going to be because mm-hmm. we all know her and, and kind of her personality and you know, how we all kind of joke around and, and interact mm-hmm. with one another. So that was really interesting, too, to have that on the yeah. flip side of, of yeah. that as well. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I played the, uh, again, just like Dara, I can't remember what her name was or what the, the archetype was, but basically mm-hmm. her her, and her her archetype was that she uh, represses her emotions. Mm-hmm. So she's uncomfortable with displaying emotion. Uh, so I, uh, knowing that flirting was one of the main mechanics of the game, I flat out said to everybody, if I start looking uncomfortable when you start flirting yeah. with me, it's because it's written on the character sheet. <laughs> I'm not actually yes. mad at you. Yeah. 
So right. I naturally flirted with her first. Like that, she was, yes. I was yep. like, you're, you're a target. That, that's yep. it. <laughs> you're just like you right there. Yep. Great. Yes. Cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's great. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I know I was bones with a Z. Yes. I don't remember any of the other ones though. Yeah. Jeremy's character had a really good name too though. Yeah. Anyway. Usually well, it's like, yeah. Yeah. First of all, who was the sword? Was so. <laughs> yeah. unicorn was a nug nug. I remember that bit. Yes. Nug nug the flying unicorn. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, good times. Cool. So Jess, did you have any high points or low points you wanted to talk about specifically other than character creation and the flirting? I, I will say that um, it, it made it because of the character creation, it made it very easy to step into uh, another identity, which is mm-hmm. something that I have only recently come to understand that I'm may or may not struggle with i've never mm-hmm. played and we'll we'll get into this more later yeah I've, I've never really played something other than you know what i am yeah um so that kind of gave me the tools and some some uh themes to grab onto to try to mm-hmm. understand and embody this this character who is very different from myself yeah um I will say that it you it, it is what it says on the tin. Thirsty sword lesbians you're going to get into uh, is going to be kind of, kind of wild and crazy li- uh, ride. Mm-hmm. Um, there is definitely an emphasis and an encourage. It, it encourages you actively encourages you to start romantic and, and sexual and flirtatious uh, relationships with mm-hmm. NPCs and ca- other characters at the table. So you mm-hmm. have to go into that knowing mm-hmm. that and. Um, being comfortable with it or or talking about it beforehand and, and yes. just make sure that, that it's everything's at your own comfort level because it's mm-hmm. the game is geared specifically for that. Cause if you're uncomfortable with that, then don't don't do that. There's a whole definitely talk about it beforehand. And I'm a <laughs> huge advocate of before a game, sit down, have your contract at the table, which is something I learned from Daryl, and just talk about where where you're planning on playing this. And there is a whole blurb at the beginning of the book that's this is not just for thirsty sword lesbians like if you're ace for example or you're uh sex adverse or anything like that it's it's still for you and you can definitely play it that way it's just definitely a conversation to have at the beginning so there's there are options for that it's just the way we played it because i know you guys was leaning heavily into that (laughs) because of who it was at the table so just know your table um it's one that i i would definitely say make sure you are comfortable and you trust the people you're playing with because it has the potential to get into some territory that might be uncomfortable for some people but it was a ton of fun and i definitely want to run it again so yeah. it uh, it's for exploring those things which i really liked yes yeah. absolutely and it's um out at local game stores now there are some of them have it out so it's it's for sale as of like a week ago or something so yeah this week it's pride if you want to run like a you know lesbian adventure thirsty sword lesbian adventure then it's out there for you so that was a lot of fun cool i'm glad you guys had fun and i definitely want to run that again it was really cool so one thing jess touched on was playing someone else at the table and exploring something that's not who you are and that's actually going to be getting into our topic which is gender expression at the table so uh before we get into that i just want to give two basic definitions to make sure everyone is on the same page um cisgender and transgender so cisgender is you are the gender that you were assigned at birth so i am cisgender for example because when i was born the doctor looked at me and said yep she has girl parts so she's a girl so that's so i'm cisgender because i identify as the gender that i was given at birth um transgender is anything other than that so just wanted to put that out there uh when we are talking about women men 
anything in between. Uh, cisgender, transgender women are women. Cisgender and transgender men are men. Okay, and then there's non-binary, gender queer, gender fluid, everything in between. So when we're talking about gender, I just wanted to put out there that this is where we stand on that. Did you guys have any thoughts that you wanted to put in with that? Cool. Yeah, that covers uh, things pretty well. Gender is different than sex. Correct. Gender is different than sex. And we're, we're going to be talking about gender at the table with this. Okay, cool. So uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about since um, some of us have experience with this is being femme at the table or being women at the table. I want to make sure that we don't spend a whole lot of time on this because there's a lot more to explore later on. But I just wanted to know um, what experiences have you had either presenting femme at the table or being a woman at the table? If you noticed anything different or any experiences that you've had where uh, you feel like it's not the same as I've been very lucky in my uh, in my gaming career in that I've I've mostly played with people who uh, either people I know or people who 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 are friends of friends. So I, I've had yeah. good people around me um, who respect me, and I've always played with mixed group, mixed groups, which has been yeah. really good. Mm -hmm. um, the only story that always comes to mind when I'm talking about uh, being femme, being a woman uh, in the gaming realm is uh, one time for a one shot I. I created a character, and she was a, a woman, um, a werewolf, actually. <laughs> um, and I purposefully made, I, I put, um, I kind of tried to play down her attractiveness. I didn't want her to be an attractive character. I didn't want her yeah. to play on her sexuality at all. But the DM and the other players at the table still treated her like that. Like, the conversations mm -hmm. were all, oh, well, hey, this, how, this is the pretty lady. And I'm like, I, she's not... Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I yeah. don't want that. It's just, I, I, I couldn't get away mm -hmm. from that. Um, yeah. And luckily, like I said, it was, it was only like the, the one time that that that's really happened to me, and and I haven't sat at tables where that's been an issue. But um, it, it always sticks out. I had to stop the DM and just be like, okay, let's just. I want you to show you my character sheet. Mm -hmm. She is. I didn't put any points in her being being attractive or charismatic or anything. Mm -hmm. I want her to be awkward mm -hmm. and get by on, on other stuff. Um, so I had to doubly communicate that at the table for it to be a thing. Yes. Yeah. It's sometimes yeah. Uh, difficult for people to see the player and separate them from the character, which yeah. is sometimes necessary if you're going for something different. One thing I want to point out, we did have a comment uh, on the stream from Gonzalez112 that says no prefixes no prefixes on my friends transgender pride which I fully agree and that's why I just wanted to make clear that our stance is women women are women men are men it doesn't matter um, transgender women and transgender men are men and women so um, yeah, yeah. so yes I fully them. agree yes I fully agree with you so um, yeah but it is it is difficult sometimes for people to separate the player from the character especially when you're playing something that or someone who is not what people see when they look at you I agree. So, um, yeah, that's Daryl, with you, oh, with oh, you sorry. playing with women at the table, have you ever seen anything? Like, have you ever noticed anyone treating anyone differently at the table because of their gender or gender expression? So, one of my, as I as I jumped into the convention circuit, one of the things that I was really conscious of was how people were treated at the table, and it mm -hmm. informed a lot of how I run my private groups. And it it's one of the reasons that I moved um, our private group out of a public space. Mm -hmm. uh, was to make sure that everybody was comfortable. Um, so 
I heard a lot of horror stories from people. Uh, everybody's got a bad table story. Um, that's just awful. Uh, and it, as a person who presents masculine quite often, um, it bothers me to hear other people treating people this way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Richard and I, when when we started to work with uh, Arizona Game Fair um, and get that going, one of my major missions was to make sure that none of that was tolerated, that it was mm-hmm. very well visible, no private tables, no hidden rooms, um, and that we were consciously walking the floor looking for things like this that we could fix. And mm-hmm. I'm really happy to say that we created a really inclusive convention out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only one incident the last year that we ran it, um, that turned into a thing, but at mm-hmm. the time we thought it was a much bigger issue when we contacted the person involved, she said that it was much less of a thing than we were worried about. Um, mm-hmm. she had been texting her husband that she was slightly uncomfortable and he came to the table and made a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall I'd say that. I personally haven't witnessed it at the table and I'm very keyed into it. But again, I am very much gaming in spaces where we're conscious of this and aware of this and working to combat the sexism um, or homophobia at the table. So Mm -hmm. I can say that those are the spaces that I I create. Those are the spaces that I visit. So I can't guarantee that that's going to be everybody's experience across the board. I have heard from a lot of my, my, um, non-masculine friends that they've had challenges mm-hmm. so yeah it's out there for sure yeah yeah and go ahead I will, I will say real quick that the the dm who who in my story he is actually somebody who's very aware of that kind of thing so uh, i i use it as a kind of a lesson that even we have our internal biases even if we're trying sometimes we still mess up like that <laughs> because he tries very hard mm-hmm. to be uh inclusive and and respectful and and still there was just that automatic mm-hmm. and that's a good point is i think it's really important to identify and recognize and acknowledge that we have our personal biases on things and so you can't fix it if you don't know it's there, you know, so you can't work on it and become a better person and be more understanding and all of that if you don't recognize it's there and actively work on it. So that's a good point. Um, and as far as creating spaces and staying in spaces that you feel comfortable in, that's kind of I've I've left out a little bit, too, because I don't I don't game with assholes, you know, <laughs> like I very much cultivate the experience that I want. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that because I know that's not everyone's experience. So, um, yeah. Cynthia, you were going to say something before Daryl started. Yeah, no, um, again, it's kind of um, echoing a lot of, I mean, my RPG career isn't that long, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, but majority of it has been with people that I've known for years. So we already have our own understanding of, Mm -hmm. you know, our tolerance or what, you know, our our humor style, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of like what you just said, um, I am, you know, the kind of person that, We'll, we'll take the time to make sure that whatever table I'm sitting at is where I want to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't have a lot of um, experience in the con or like going to cons and things like that. So I mm-hmm. can't say that, you know, I've never been at really a random table before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my personal experience, uh, again, uh, I've heard other experiences and in, mm-hmm. in stories and things like that. But for me personally, um, like you were saying, I'm, I'm pretty aware of, um, yeah. Of things like that and you know and I, I have a fairly um, not even just a tough skin but like a, a certain level of indifference that I'll present you yeah. know um, mm-hmm. and it just depends on the, the situation I guess but 
uh, yeah, that's not to say that obviously there are definitely situations out there that yeah are not good. So yeah, and it's another good thing to acknowledge is just because it's not our personal experience, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Like I'm aware that there are things out there that I've heard horror stories, and I'm just fortunate in my gaming experience that I haven't experienced a whole lot of it, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the characters you're playing, we were talking about. Jess, you tried to really play down the like sexuality of your character, like their what they exude. Um, so playing characters that are not what you're presenting as, like say that um, one of my characters, for example, since I am a cis woman, I play a male character, a male cleric in one of my Pathfinder campaigns. And my GM is he's wonderful and he's great and he is an ally and he's he still has problems calling me he and him at the table because of the fact that I present femme. So, um, have you had any experiences with playing a gender other than what you are at the table? And how did that go? Uh, Daryl, have you ever? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when I, well, do... with thirsty sword lesbians, for example, with thirsty sword lesbians. <laughs> and what mm -hmm. was really fascinating about that was it was, um, out of my wheelhouse for, for two reasons. One is it was a feminine experience. And the other one was, I was totally lost on, a lot of the lesbian culture that the the tropes and memes that surround that yeah um, and the ones that i i am aware of are fairly derogatory and not cool so it was interesting to have other perspectives at the table and be able to hear the uh, and interact with that um mm -hmm. as far as putting myself in that headspace um i identify as genderqueer so i do kind of have that in me already um mm -hmm. so it's not hard to slip into that kind of headspace uh, what was more difficult was the relationship angles because a lot of my experiences personally mm -hmm. dealing um, when I'm dressed femme with other women are not always positive, friendly, and uplifting. Some of them are really catty and terrible, and I didn't want to bring that to the table. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So instead, I focused on some of the cool experiences I've had and kind of brought that as what I was trying to channel mm -hmm. and bring to the table was like the the sisterhood, the camaraderie, the building each other up. and. Mm -hmm. um, working as a team so yeah yeah um it was interesting um i want to work with that more mm -hmm. I, I rarely get opportunities to be a player in a game so i'm looking yeah. forward to, to having more opportunities to be a player and sit mm -hmm. down and, and perhaps work with that some more yeah um oh but i do have one really cool experience that just popped yeah. into my head yes. so many many years ago um i was running a game of uh, Undying Memories, um, or Dying Memories, that's what it was, uh, Jim Pinto game about you're dying in space and your body is slowly suffocating and you're trying to recall your memories before you all die. Um, it sounds really positive already. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's play. That, it's, I know. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful game. Uh, but it deals with a lot of really interesting psychological phenomena. Jim Pinto must have like a master's in psychology or something because he goes deep into the, this is what your body does when it's dying. And here's what you can't do in a dream and what you can do in a dream. Okay. And so you play through these dream sequences and through the dream sequences, you gain um, different um, mental statuses uh, mm -hmm. that change your character. So one minute you are super strong and awesome. Captain save a lot. And the next mm -hmm. minute you are super meek and scared of everything. Um, as you gain these conditions mm -hmm. and so one of the conditions that i gained was my my character gender flipped mm -hmm. and i mm -hmm. started as masculine became feminine mm -hmm. and there was a scene with another um, cis woman at the table where we started doing girl talk and she mm -hmm. mimed like putting rouge on my cheeks and stuff 
And I kid you not, it was one of the most affirmative experiences I've ever had in gaming to like mm-hmm. sit there and act femme, be femme, be seen as femme, interact yeah. as femme with another female person. Uh-huh. It was really, really cool. So that was uh-huh. an awesome experience. Uh, yeah. That is so cool. I like that. Thank you for doing that. Of my heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, ga- gaming is fun, but gaming can also be cathartic. It can also have some really cool experiences <sighs> that that really yep. change you or or make you awesome. So. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that when you're playing an RPG, you can play whoever you want. So that's one of the ways that um, people are using RPGs is to try on different experiences. So it's like whether that is sexuality or gender or something like that, that's a way that you can do that. Say that you're um, feeling like, say that you present mask and you want to feel a more feminine experience or something along those lines, you can try that on as a character. So again, that's making sure that you're comfortable with people at your table to do that and see how people react and how you react. It's like when you're changing your name, there are a lot of people who, when they're changing their name, will go to Starbucks and order a coffee and have it their new name is what they give them so that when someone calls out their new name, they can try it on. And the, and RPGs are a way you can do that. So, um, Cynthia, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So, <laughs> how about you? I know that, um, your, your new character is a male character, correct? Yes. 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 Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, I think for when I was creating him, um, honestly, it, it, I was just doing random accents in my car driving and because uh, that's what you do when you're in a car usually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I guess it just I, I started like found the accent and then I started just like creating his the, the story of him. And, and then his, the name, it's Biscuit. So it's not even like a, a gender specific yeah, name. name. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And for and for some reason, I was just like, yeah, you know, he's, he's just a little, he's just a little halfling guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just a little halfling named Biscuits Boyo, and he's, he is a, a cavalier, and he's got a giant turkey named Gravy, and mm-hmm. it, that's what it is. So, yeah. wait, wait <laughs> um, what was the accent you practiced? Just real quick. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I have to practice it to get into it. Um, oh, you biscuits. Uh, biscuits Boyo. It's got, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Biscuits he's, has he's, like an Irish he's quite accent. Irish. Very yeah. Irish. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, aside from that, I mean, uh, the one thing that was interesting for me um, that I was just reminded of in Thirsty Sword Lesbians was the, mm-hmm. uh, the pronouns. Um, yes. Uh-huh. And choosing the specific pronouns and things like that because um, as mm-hmm. far as my personal experience i've again i've only created one other male character for jess's um Mm -hmm. uh campaign didn't really get to um interact with him too much but um all my other characters have been um female so Mm -hmm. um i guess we'll see in pathfinder (laughs) as far as you know um as that goes but i mean it's it it's interesting to you know Mm -hmm. um kind of see how that will go i guess um Yeah, it's interesting to try on a different experience from what you live in your day to day. So uh, the fact that RPGs give us that ability is fantastic. That's one of the things I love RPGs for. So uh, Jess, did you have any thoughts about that? Have you ever played a masculine character? I have not. And I've I've created characters uh, 
this is going to be a spoiler for all y'all because you've met her a few times, but uh, I have a changeling. Um, mm. I'm not going to tell you who she is, <laughs> okay. but I have a changeling and I did create a, uh, a male alter ego for her, but I've never gotten yeah. to play him. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I, I haven't ever played anything other than a, a, a cis woman yet. And mm -hmm. I think that's probably out of fear. Um, because I, I'm a theater person. I, I've done community mm -hmm. theater. I, I grew up with the theater. Uh, and, and that's part of what I love about theater is inhabiting these other personalities and being different people. And that's what I love. Yeah. Um, and I've never really done that with my RPGs. And I think mm -hmm. it's because I'm afraid of doing it wrong or doing it or, or, or stereotyping it too much or, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's scary. <laughs> I really want mm -hmm. to, but mm -hmm. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And that's something like this is, can be a very triggering and sensitive subject for a lot of people. So you want to make sure that you're not troping it up. Like you said, if you're going to be doing it and living in this skin through the game, you want to make sure that you're doing it justice and you're not doing it based on stereotypes or anything like that. Like Daryl was saying with the thirsty sword lesbians, the, the things he knows about the lesbian experience are generally not positive, unfortunately. So um, you want to make sure that you're not doing that and you're not doing anything to cause any harm in something mm -hmm. like this. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that people are using RPGs also is through, uh, is for therapy. So one thing I wanted to say is, yes, you can do this and you can try on different experiences with your table, but um, just keep in mind that your table are not your therapists. So uh, therapy is fantastic. It is great. There is RPG therapy out there, which I think is amazing and i definitely want to learn more about that because i think that would be great to be able to live these experiences and kind of work through things but um just make sure you don't treat your table as your therapy group if you choose to do that so yeah awesome okay well i i think that about covers it did you guys have any last thoughts before we wrap up yeah um uh, how to um yeah there's a tool that that i learned that i started using at conventions because Early on, um, on a previous podcast I was on, we had a, a listener question as we started to talk about these experiences and how to um, create welcoming and inclusive spaces that were safe mm -hmm. and that encouraged everyone to be themselves. And a question came up from, um, I believe it was Eddie Webb, uh, one of the White Wolf writers, mm -hmm. who had an experience at the table where a person sat down at the table and introduced themselves um, as a trans woman. Mm -hmm. and created a masculine character mm -hmm. and everyone at the table had a really hard time keeping things straight yeah. uh, because they wanted to address her as a woman. They wanted to yeah. address the character as a man mm -hmm. and it kept getting mixed up and it caused some, some issues. Yeah. And so as we kind of problem solved this, I came up with a great solution that I really love to share with everyone. And it's Please. the character name card. Yes. So every time that I sit down at a convention table, I ask, I give everyone a note card. We fold it hot dog style and I say, this is your name tent. I want two things on this. I want to know what your character's name is and I want to know what your character's pronouns are. Mm -hmm. Write them on the card. Yeah. That is how you're going to be addressed at this table. Mm -hmm. For the remainder of this session, that is how I'm going to address you by your character name and your character pronouns. Mm -hmm. I know that you may not present the same way. I know that you may not use the same character name, but... This is how I'm going to present. Uh, this is how I'm going to address you because it, it solved so many challenges of the uh, trying to address people in character and as an individual player yeah. at the same uh -huh. time. 
So at least at conventions, and I really encourage this for home games too, name cards go a long way to keep everything straight and just make sure that you're addressing people the way that they want to be addressed. And while you're at the table, you're playing those characters anyway. So me as a GM looking across a, a sea of name cards, I can very easily say, oh yeah, that's Harsk, masculine pronouns, and remember that and beat it into my head every time that I look at that and mm-hmm. associate it with that player. So I yeah. love name cards as a way to keep everything straight. That'd yes, be useful definitely. for me because I, I still misgender Harsk all the time. Yeah, yeah. Harsk <laughs> is my, my male cleric it. that I play. Yeah, and it's it's something that everyone's kind of working through. We've played for a couple of years yeah. together, but if we were to play in person and have name tense, that'd be a really good, that would be a really yeah, good idea. Really, really yeah. would. It's, it's yeah. kind of hard to do on, on roll 20 because I only, I hear your voice. I see your face, but there's mm-hmm. no name card. So yeah. Yeah. And the little tokens that they use are, you can't see anything on them. It's just, that's yeah. a dwarf. So yeah. Yes. Well, okay. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show with me today and talking about this with me. It was, it was fun. It was really good. Um, where can people find you if they want to talk to you a little bit more about any of the things you've said? Positive, I hope. But, you know, um, Jess, like, for example, Jess said she's running Strahd. So, Jess, where can people find you if they want to track you down and talk to you about some stuff? Uh, I'm technically in the uh, Full Metal RPG Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, as You can find me as CN Ricochet for codename Ricochet. Um, mm-hmm. So just, yeah, uh, tag me if, if you want to chat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't hop in there too much, but I can, if you tag me, I'll, I'll see it. Um, I don't really have any other online places you can find me. Mm-hmm. If you want to stock all my old cosplay, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find me on Instagram as CN Ricochet, but it's all, I, I, I'm not active anymore. So you just look, look at old pictures of me in silly yes. costumes. <laughs> and if you, if you don't know which channel to uh, tag her in or anything, I have the Ashpad channel, which is kind of me and my games and different stuff. That's It's a sleepy channel, but if you wanted to communicate with any of the people here through that, that's totally fine. You can use it for that. So. Daryl, where can people find you? So uh, here on Discord, uh, I am. This is Daryl. Um, pretty easy to find here in the Full Metal Discord. Uh, also, I run a Facebook page, Socha Justice. So at Socha S O S H A Justice. Um, that's I share a lot of social justice and uh, community outreach and educational material there. So that's a great place to reach out and message me as well. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram at Socha Justice. Um, but you have to send me a friend request. It's kind of locked down at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are three wonderful places to reach out to me. Awesome. And Cynthia. Uh, yeah. So I, again, I'm also on uh, full metal RPG discord under good fork. Um, you can also find me on Twitch, um, slash backslash good fork. And, uh, my Instagram link is on there. If you want to, uh, reach out that way. Awesome. My Instagram is just a bunch of donkeys. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she has a thing for donkeys, as you can see in the. <laughs> yeah, I own yes. four of them, so there's a reason. But yes, um, but yeah, so that's how you can find me. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining me. Um, you guys know where to find me. So uh, you can find Full Metal RPG on Facebook at Full Metal RPG. Uh, the Instagram is kind of Brendan and us kind of figuring that out right now. So um, Full Metal RPG Instagram. Uh, we are not on Twitter. Never have been really um and with me i have i mean i'm on the full metal discord you can find me on instagram i have a link tree if you go to linktree.com ashley j smith you can find all of my shit there so anyway thank you for joining us uh if you have any questions or any thoughts or anything on this please reach out and talk to us about that we definitely all of us are open to conversation about uh 
really anything we talk about. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. And Richard's like to do the practice. Thank <laughs> you.